Well, good morning, good morning, everyone. It's Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. It is approaching 6.30 in the morning, and it is November 1st, 2018. Broadcasting live from Las Vegas, I want to first and foremost say thank you to everyone who has been a listener and a follower of my podcast since the very beginning, and those of you who are tuning in now and our brand new listeners. Thank you for the support. Um, Just to backtrack a little bit, I created this podcast as an extension of my pen-up talk with host Diana Prince talk show, which I uh, post on YouTube and the page that I have on Facebook, as well as my column, pen-up talk by Diana Prince, which is featured in every special edition issue and some of the regular issues of Delicious Dolls Magazine. So my podcast is kind of a spinoff of those things and a way for me to cover topics that are business related, definitely apply to pen up, but to so many aspects of modeling and photography and even business as a whole. So I try to come up with creative topics. Sometimes my topics are experiences that I've had more than one time um, with different people. Usually, if I'm going to cover something that's quote-unquote negative, um, kind of an unpleasant subject, it's definitely something that I've experienced more than once. I rarely get motivation to cover something that's brand new and that I've experienced one time or with one person only. It really depends. A lot of my topics are things that are subjects that are based upon topics that are based upon things that I see other people post that I can relate to as well as various things like how to do this, how to do that. Um, how to get ready for a shoot, how to become a social media influencer. And then there are subjects like today, which I feel is definitely relevant to what's going on. I want to definitely start off by saying that showing support um, as far as working with me is mandatory. If it wasn't before, it's, it's definitely mandatory now. I don't feel like it should be a question of obligation because no one's actually obligated to show support even for their own work. I think that that is a shame and I think that that's sad and it's like every aspect of pinup that I can think of has to do with some form of showing support. And as a professional pinup model, when I see girls looking at everything that I do and wanting to copy the majority of the looks that I do, wanting to be a part of the industry in the positions that I'm in, but can't compliment me. As a public figure and a professional pinup, it sucks. (laughs) You know, basically, let me tell you that, because I know that there are people who genuinely do not like the 
eras that I'm doing, uh, the styles that I do, the photography of my photographers or myself. And then there are people who genuinely do like it. And to me, it's, um, it's just too simple to show support for something that you like, especially when you want to copy it and you have copied me several times. Um, and then the word, especially in capital letters, if you plan on working with someone, you know, uh, you catch more bees with honey and that's just the way that it is. And I really hope that eventually people get it. If anything else, I don't want to see people fall flat on their face. I don't want to see people go without. I don't want to see people in a position, you know, of negativity, but at the same time, um, which to me is a separate thing. I, I do want people to finally get it one day and realize all of the things that all of the opportunities that are not going to come their way, all of the extras that they're not going to get anymore and just how much and how powerful showing support really is. So therefore the lack of it is also going to re to cause a reaction. And, you know, there's so many different forms of it. But let's get into today's subject of being a personal shopper versus being a personal stylist. And I'll even throw in the definition briefly of a fashion forecaster. So I'm qualified to do all three of those things. And I've been educated in all three of those areas. I also have experience in all three of those areas. So with that said, I'm going to break it down. Personally, my, as far as my personal taste, I'm not into being a personal shopper. I am dead serious about fashion. All of you guys out there know that. And of course, because I'm a human being, I have my own um, personal taste. I have my own idea what, of what I think is fabulous. I have my own idea of what I don't think is fabulous. And I have my own idea of what flatters a certain body type, what flatters a certain model. And then with clothing, it goes down to what type of photo shoot you're doing, what style, what era, what genre, you know, is the clothing that you're choosing going to fit. And then I think of uh, the budget and things like that. I'm uninterested in being a personal shopper because it really, to me, is a dull position. It's there. It depends on your client. It really does. But there's some so very little creativity involved for me. Being a personal shopper doesn't mean doing any styling of the hair. Now, this does not mean that this wouldn't be a service that I could throw in or that personal stylists that are out there on a professional level don't have all these extra services that they provide. But just being a personal shopper, there is no creativity as far as any of the hairstyling. There is no giving advice per se. Because again, it depends on your client, it depends on how you operate and the services that you offer. But when I think of a personal shopper, their basic job is to know your measurements, know your budget,
and know exactly what you want to buy. They may also know or may not know, but most likely they're going to know what you're buying certain things for. As a client, you may ask them to piece together outfits for you based upon the things that they have in their closet. So at that point, as a, as a personal shopper, you turn into a stylist, a personal stylist, because you're doing a closet edit and you're piecing things together. But if you're just shopping for somebody, that's all you're doing. You may be shopping for someone that's shopping for things that you consider boring. You may be, you know, as a personal shopper, you may be shopping for things that are really not your taste, not your personal taste whatsoever. These may be things that you would never buy for yourself. These might be things that not only are they not your taste, these are things that you would never buy for that particular person. And that can be something in its own self to buy something that you would suggest that they never buy for their body type or their hair color or, you know, their skin tone. That's where I'm at. I just, if there was more money in it, and to me, there would be more money in it if I was doing it full time, just like anything else. If I apply myself more, if I advertise and promote more in one field, then obviously I'm going to increase my income um, by my client increase, my clientele, because of the fact that I'm offering that service, those services to those people, and I'm, I'm promoting more of it. But to buy something or to have somebody buy something and I'm involved in it that I don't think flatters them whatsoever, it slightly bothers me. And it bothers me enough where the money isn't really worth it. First of all, I don't think in pen-up per, a personal shopper is a very prevalent career. That's why I would never solely do something like that. I don't even promote that and advertise that I'm offering those services when I've done it for several people. Several photographers of mine have, well, a few, have come to me and asked me to look for a certain type of garment or outfit, clothing garment or outfit, and they have paid me for my time for finding what they needed and either ordering it for them or giving them the link to buy and then they end up ordering it. I've had models on occasion come to me and say they're looking for a certain type of dress or a certain type of outfit that they've never seen me worn, they've never seen me post anything about. So the chances are I don't own it and they're looking for me to help them find it. And I always remind them quickly that I charge a fee. To me, you know, time is money, including your own. If And there are things that you can do that you're paying someone else to do because you don't have the time. Then there are things that you can't do because of the fact that you don't have the knowledge and the resources. And that's what a personal shopper does. They have the resources. They have the knowledge. They do have the talent and creativity to put together and piece together outfits. But as far as being resourceful, 
that's their number one um, service and that's the number one thing that defines them. They're resourceful. They know how to get um, things within a certain budget, whatever that budget is. They know how to get things, um, you know, to get things, specific things that someone may want. And taking the time to research it or already knowing where to buy it, um, obviously that information is valuable, valuable enough to pay. If it takes someone, you know, an hour to look up some things for you, or if they're giving you information that took them time to find then a $5 quote-unquote finder's fee, if you will, or a percentage based upon how much the outfit cost, I think is very reasonable. I mean, if everybody is messaging me, asking me about where to get things, and these are things that I do not own, these are things that I'm not modeling for companies that send them to me because every time I model for something for a company... I'm always going to post the information of the company and where to buy. So these would be things that are not from a company that I model for and things that I don't own that I'm actually purposely going to look for for the sole purpose of you, of the client. So, of course, I'm going to be paid for that. I, I, I don't see why because this is information that you actually, quote unquote, need. There's a need for it. So you can either take the time and look for it yourself or I can hand you the information quickly. Or either you can take the time and actually have the resources and skills because of lots and lots and lots of research on what companies to go to online, where to look for certain things, um, what companies have sales plus discount codes plus free shipping and so everything ends up being really inexpensive it's worth paying someone to do if that's not something that you can do because it is a professional job and people do it people are personal shoppers at stores they're personal shoppers online for stores and of course there's professional personal shoppers all the way up to high-end um, merchandise and garments, you know, name brand, designer, high-end. So, but again, to me, it just doesn't interest me to shop for someone else. Now, if what I was being paid was more, if I was shopping for someone, this would could, could coincide together or it could be separate. But if I was sh shopping for somebody who is ordering high-end name brand stuff, that would make it interesting. If I had a client who wanted me to find actual vintage clothing or a production company or a photographer that was in need of vintage clothing that I don't own, that would be interesting. You know, there's, there's a couple of different ways, but there's so many things that is just uninteresting about it. And the number one thing is helping people find things or buy things that I don't think they would look right on them. And then the second thing that is kind of a downer is would be ordering things that I don't particularly like. I'll give you an example. Corsets. There's so many different style corsets. There's so many different designs. There's so many different prints and material 
you can literally take the same size that you need, say me, I, I need a large, and I can show you five, probably more, but five basic quote unquote cuts, five designs, five different patterns, not of the pattern in the material, but pattern of the design of five different corsets that all look completely different. And therefore, not even because of the color or the material, but because of the design and cut, they're going to look completely different on me, all five of them. And to me, that's when body type comes into play. And that's when I start thinking about my services and my education as a personal stylist versus just a personal shopper. Because, you know, a client is going to say, I really want to know where to buy this. Can you help me? Or I'm looking to buy these type of things. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that's not going to look right on you. And see, that's something that it, it, it's, it could be something that I love, but I don't think it's going to look right on that particular person. I don't think that people who are doing personal shopping are interested in that type of input. I don't think that that's why they go. The majority of people who pay for personal shoppers go to personal shoppers. It's more like I'm paying you to find a certain item in my size, in my budget, in the color that I want, and I'm going to pay you for your time and the information, period. Because one, and it's the same thing when someone buys something from me. I'm like this. I'm selling it. It doesn't matter what I think about. I could really be in love with this particular garment or I could really not be in love. Nine times out of ten, anything I own, I'm really going to like a lot. It doesn't mean I love it, but I like them a lot. I don't really own too many things that I don't like. So if someone's buying something from me, in theory, it's something that I do fancy and I do like. It does not mean that I like it on them, period. It could simply be the color. It could simply be just, you know, a corset, but this isn't the style corset that I think looks right on you. You know, again, it could be the colors. Certain colors don't go with certain color tones. And it can also be things like someone buying something that doesn't fit them. And they're buying it anyway. It's like, I'm a... I'm a seller, you're a consumer. I don't think, you know, these, and I know that these companies aren't going around telling people, well, let me see a picture of you. Oh, this isn't going to look right on you. Please. They want you to buy it. They don't care if it's going to be too big, too small, the wrong color. It doesn't fit the era of something that you're choosing. If you're only going to wear it once, if you're never going to be able to fit it, if you are you know, gonna wear it every single chance you get. That is not of their concern. You have the money, you bought it, period. And if there's any other further concern, it would be in customer service and they want to make sure that you're happy with the garment and you're happy with their actual customer service. Other than that, they don't care. Well, that's kind of how I look like, look at, look at being a personal shopper versus being a personal stylist. A personal stylist's job is to purposely put you in things that flatter you and your body type, not other people. 
their purpose is to put you in things that not only fit you, but fit you well, fit you the way that it was made to fit. Now, see, that is something that you can tell when someone, to me, has been to fashion school. Because nobody concentrates on that de- on that anymore. Everybody's so into, you know, uh, you know, women empowerment, which I don't think has anything to do with wearing things that don't fit you well just because you can. I mean, we can do a million things. It doesn't mean that they're meant to be done. If I mean, if you're trying to prove a point, that's fine. But why waste your money? And also, people are not going to send you things that don't look right on you. Um, When it comes down to being a personal stylist, they're not going to put you in or suggest that you wear something that is not going to flatter your body. And then when it comes down to actually purchasing things with your money or the producer's money or a company is sending things that cost money for you, A personal stylist is not going to ignore the fact that something is not going to look right on you or it doesn't look right on you or it doesn't fit you properly or it's completely the wrong color for your skin tone. Same thing with the outfit not matching the era that you're doing or having the right accessories. That is the job of a personal stylist. No matter who's hired them, while why why they why they are there, um, and on board, that's what their job is. They're not just to go shopping for the things that you want. They're not just to provide wardrobe, and then when every you know rentals, and when everybody's done wearing them, you know they they take their clothes back. It's it's not as simple as that. There's so much more that goes into it. When I call myself someone's personal stylist is something that I take seriously. Being a personal stylist is so much more interesting to me and it's just exciting and interesting period. And there are so many aspects that are involved considering everything, your hair, your clothing, um, and the fact that things match, your makeup matching. And what I mean by matching is not just colors, I mean eras. <coughs> Excuse me. If you're doing a 1960s shoot, your hair would not be 1950s. A stylist, a personal stylist, is going to know this. Someone who just does your hair only may not know exactly what you're wearing. They may not be concerned with the fact that you have a 1970s car, but you're doing a 1970s look. You have a modern car, but you're doing a 1950s look. They may not be concerned with that. Anyone providing the wardrobe, unless they're involved in the shoot in some other way, they may not be concerned that your hair is 1940s, but yet your clothes look 1960s. A personal stylist is like being a creative director of a photo shoot or a video. These people are purposely there to do just that. (coughs) Excuse me. To be creative and to direct, meeting, direct the stylist, direct the wardrobe people, direct um, anyone who is involved in creating. You know, like when people say that they have a glam team. Excuse me, that's like AKA a styling team. 
this is made up of several different people. And that's why I find it more interesting. I really do, no matter what level that you're doing photo shoots or video shoots or attending events, I really enjoy being a personal stylist much more. And what comes with that is listening to the advice that your personal stylist is giving. And your personal stylist should be comfortable doing that as your personal stylist. You've hired them to do just that, to personally style you, not other people. It's not about what looks good on other people. Excuse me. It's not about something being within your budget and on sale. It's not about you adoring something and it doesn't fit now and months pass and it still doesn't fit. I'm, I'm not trained to be in that position. I'm not a life coach, you know, honestly. I mean, even as a manager, a talent manager, I should feel comfortable always giving my professional advice, especially when it comes to appearance and clothing. I shouldn't hesitate. And I feel that all of my advice and professional feedback should be listened to. People should be following it. Or why are you having me as your personal stylist? How many times have we all said, look at that person. Why would she wear that dress that doesn't look right on her? Well, how many people actually thought that it looked great on her? That's what I learned about fashion. (laughs) All my, you know, going through school at the New York Institute of Art and Design, the whole entire time, that was the one thing that stuck on my mind, no matter how many fundamentals of fashion that I learned, no matter how many different opinions Um, that were actually in each class and how many different opinions of each instructor that I had, it all comes down to the fact that people are going to buy what they want to buy. Excuse me. That's why I don't feel like there needs to be a federal case or some statement or, you know, protest about it because women, we've been, we've been buying what we want to buy and wearing what we want to wear for a long time, a very long time. Women don't wear bras. Women don't wear girdles. Women don't wear stockings. Women don't, you know, this didn't just start. I mean, you want to talk about the sixties. It was a while ago and this was going on then all of the the movements and things like that, they already happened. And you can turn on the TV today, go on Instagram, go on Facebook, go on YouTube or watch a music video, and you can see that people are doing what they want to do and wearing what they want to wear. I just think that personal taste overrides whether something flatters you or whether it fits people see something on a model that has a body completely different than them are you able to visualize that outfit on you on your body or are you just clouded and blinded by the love of the outfit so much um here's another example you know something doesn't fit you You're buying it anyways. It's your money. But at the same time, when are you going to be able to fit this? Excuse me. Do you really, really, really feel, and is that why you're doing it? You're buying it as inspiration? That's totally logical. 
people do things that emotionally make them happy and inspire them. And it's, it's all, and they're motivated to do things because of the happiness, because of that motivation. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I know there's plenty of people who are fitness people and health fanatics, if you will, that decided to change their body and they did it permanently. They didn't go back and forth and it may have been an outfit. It may have been, um, their health. It may, you know, there's a million reasons why. So I'm not saying that that is uncommon and it's not logical and theoretically it couldn't happen. Yes, it can. But all I'm saying is that there are a million reasons why people will buy something that does fit, but at the same time does not flatter them at all. You know, and then for me, this is where I get personal. I really hate to see people with straight hair with no style to it and no cut. That's just me personally. So again, when I'm working as a personal stylist, I'm never going to suggest that anything you wear is going to be where we're talking one outfit out of a thousand, one outfit out of a hundred. It is going to be, even if it's bone straight hair, you got to have at least have the bangs, you know, and have like that 1970s look, something, throw me a bone. I'm uninterested in styling someone and I'm never going to suggest styling in any outfit. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, with bone straight hair, with no bangs. Now, are we doing a recreation of Cher? Okay. That's the exception. Something like that. Excuse me. But otherwise, no. That's not going to be something I suggest because that is not the, the eras that I specialize in. And at the same time, I don't want to see somebody wear something. And then there's no styling behind it. Again, is that what I'm paid to worry about? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm paid to worry about what they look like when they attend events with me or what they look like when they attend events with my styling, what they look like when they're doing photo shoots and I'm the stylist. That's when it matters to me. But that's just another example of why I don't want to be a personal shopper. I just, I don't want to see people buy things that they can't fit. It's a waste of money to me. I don't want to see people buy things that fit, that don't look right on them. I, I think it's a waste of money. I, I, I don't like helping people do that. Um, excuse me. These are very little emotions and I, I've over, I override them, but at the same time, I don't put myself in that position. I don't want to see somebody order something and then they're going to look like a plain Jane in it and do no styling other than throw the outfit on. I just, I don't, I don't want to see clients that I have when I'm their personal stylist look unflattering in images that they post and I actually have nothing to do with those images. Yes, I do slightly have a problem with that, especially if I'm your stylist and I'm your manager, whether it's a photo shoot with someone else or, you know, to be honest with you, it could just be a night out on the town. I just really hate seeing unflattering pictures as a whole. And I just really dislike modern. I guess that's what it is. I just don't 
really think, you know, combing your hair and putting on some lipstick is styling. I don't think it's stylish, you know, just because your outfit was nice, especially if it's an outfit that I would never buy in a million years for myself, excuse me, and something that I would never suggest you buying. Why? Because I don't like that outfit or I don't like that outfit on you or that is absolutely the wrong color for you or the way that it fits. It was not meant to fit that way. <laughs> um, I think that, again, being a personal stylist is when you get involved in those things and it's really important to know what the definition is of a personal stylist what the definition is of your personal stylist the person that you're acquiring their services you need to know their outlook and they need to know yours because like I said it goes beyond um, simply ordering something for somebody and getting paid a fee to order something or excuse me selling something to someone um, and not having any input on the fact that they're not going to look right in that garment. So that's the reason why um, being a personal stylist is much more exciting to me because of the fact that well, frankly, because of the fact that I get more input, I feel like that's what people are saying that they love. They love what I'm, I'm doing. They love what I've done. The outfits that I put together, you know, every time I get ready to model for Atomic Jane clothing, excuse me, as far as them sending me a new shipment, they always, every single time without missing a beat, say they are looking forward to seeing the looks that I create. And that's really what it comes down to is being able to create looks and having and having input. Plenty of people have said, why did that star or celebrity wear that dress? That didn't look right on her. But at the same time, someone, it could be a manager, it could be an agent, it could be the production manager or producer someone decided, okay, this person is going to be the personal stylist. And some, believe me, and most likely they did not tell that personal stylist, create whatever you want. They went to them specifically because of the type of styling that they do. So they know that they're experienced and skilled and creative, but also someone is going to be directly telling them what to buy what type of styles to do with what wardrobe, et cetera, et cetera. I guarantee you that someone else is making that decision. It may not be just the personal stylist. So, um, you know, everything has to be delegated by, by the actual talent. I'm, I'm assuming if they hate something or someone, they're going to express that to their manager or their agency or that person. And they're going to either try to change and work it out or they're going to and alter things or they're going to eliminate that person and have another stylist but plenty of times we've all said okay why was she wearing that or you know that outfit was really cute it just didn't look really it didn't look right on her and then of course there's things that we see that personally our personal taste says we just don't like those things it doesn't matter if it fits that person if it fit the, the style 
the era, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what it comes down to is personal stylists. They end up taking the flack, if you will, when something doesn't look flattering on a stylist. It's like, as an example, the group Escape. They've made their comeback. I don't know anything about these girls. I don't know them. From what I know about them, they all seem... I wouldn't T.I. and Tiny. I was going to say happily married. Um, they're married. Um, they're mothers. They decided to get back into a career, which I don't think Tiny ever left it. But they decided to get back together, form their, reform their group, and go back at it, at something that they love, singing, performing, and producing albums, uh, performing at concerts, doing music videos. I think that that's fabulous. I think it's great. They all appear to be extremely happy about what they're doing. It looks like they've been friends still for a long time and that they genuinely enjoy being around each other. You can tell that they know each other well. With that said, I do not like their styling of clothing. I think their hair and their makeup is pretty much always on point. I think that for Tiny, the colored eyes that she has now, and she's normally always wearing blonde, I think that color looks great with her skin color. So do the color eyes. I think with the other two girls, Candy, and I, I don't, of course I remember her name, and the other one I can't recall her name, but I think that um, the color hair that they have, the makeup that they have, is very flattering on them. And that their stylist, whoever they are, are very good at what they do. I don't like the clothing that they're in. 80% of the time that I've seen them in something, it's been a bodysuit. I don't like bodysuits on them. Honestly, this is just my personal opinion. I can't think of the name of the one of them, but I don't think that her body is suitable for a bodysuit. I, I think that her body is almost, in my opinion the exact opposite body type for a skin tight bodysuit. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care how much bling bling. I don't care if the color was fabulous. I don't care if these are designer Gucci bodysuits. They don't look right on her. Period. Um, Candy, which I believe that's her name. I think that she has a body that can fit her body type can fit anything it's going to flatter all types of styles would flatter her including bodysuits but I would love to see them all in something other than that I mean really I just I know they're being trendy or if you want to call it trying to be trendy and keep up with the young folks I mean bodysuits been around since the 60s so you know really prevalent like in the 70s especially in the 80s and beyond and so it's not like, okay, you can't. Obviously, they can. I still don't think it's meant to be. Uh, every time I look at them, especially in on video, I'm just cringing. I'm just, I'm mortified. I'm just like, no. You know, Tiny, her name is Tiny for a reason. She's 4'11". She's like 4'10 or 4'11". Her and Little Kim are under 5 foot tall. She has... Uh, breast augmentation. She has the booty augmentation, if you will. 
and the rest of her is it's you could put her in a teacup she's so tiny that is why she's called tiny she is little i would eventually i would venture to say not adventure um to say that she probably weighs about a hundred pounds so you know you're you you have someone who would be a hundred pounds with basically no bust area and no butt area now she has a prevalent but prevalent bust area she's still tiny 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 she's her legs are not long her torso area is not long her arms are not long to me that's what bodysuits are made for for curves and shape but for length as well so I don't think that they flatter her but I also think that she would look I think she would look beautiful in a dress do you know how many different style dresses you know and I don't mean like again a skin tight dress that looks just like it might as well just be a bodysuit no I mean a dress I just think that these women are classy they're talented they're ladylike they're obviously not as young as they used to be but they're still young they have the energy they have the voice they have the talent and I would love to be their stylist when I look at somebody like Mariah Carey I don't think that she's out of a hundred percent maybe 20 percent of the time I've seen her wear something that I I didn't think flattered her and that included maybe something that I just didn't like other than that I mean I would like to see some variety from her um at her stage performances because there's so many other type of dresses than the I am a diva I am every woman again I don't think she's old I think she could wear more upbeat youthful looking dresses and even gowns and still be a diva and be very stylish but it's just like everything that she wears to perform in it just all looks the same except when she does her Christmas shows but I've never looked at her, you know, one time I can think of, let's just scratch that off the record. I've never looked at her and said, no, who's doing her makeup or no, who's doing her hair. And she has straight hair sometimes, but it still frames her face and flatters her face. That style plus the color flatters her face and her skin tone. So I just never, same thing with Beyonce. I think that she's evolved through her styling and probably had different stylists throughout the past 15 years or so of her career. But her outfits flatter her. I see her in things that motivate me to create looks like that. Her hairstyles are endless. Her styling is endless. It's I've seen her in 1920s hair and clothing. I've seen her in futuristic looking hair and clothing. It's just like the hits, the hits don't stop. And what I mean by that are the fashion hits. It's just like with Nicki Minaj, there are plenty of things that are just way too modern for me and just way too wild for my taste. Do I think that they look fabulous on her? Yes, I do. Do I think that she is a fashion guru? Yes, I do. Same thing with Rihanna. She's very, very much into fashion. And you can tell and you can see it. And when these stars are going out 
on their own time. I don't think that they're always consulting their stylist, but I think the majority of the time they are, period. I mean, I work with a professional, um, modern fashion model. And when I talk with her, it reminds me of how it is in the modern fashion industry and how it is in fashion that has nothing to do with pinup. The frame of mind of professional models that have agents, that have managers, every little thing that they do seems to revolve around what they can and cannot do with their appearance. I mean, as far as the decisions that they make. Now, you can go out wearing whatever you want. You can look like a bum on your own time if you want to represent yourself that way. But as far as like your hair color not being able to be altered or not being able to be altered permanently for a long length of time, that's something that someone who has a personal stylist and a manager or an agent or all three is going to consider. You can't cut your hair because that would mean that all of your past and recent images are no longer going to be current. You don't currently look like that anymore. You can't cut your hair if you've been doing hair modeling for hair companies. You can't change your hair from blonde to blue (laughs) or from black to purple um, because of the fact that that's going to drastically change your appearance. You don't have any images that way. That's not how your manager has been marketing you. That's not the color hair or the style hair that your stylist is being paid to create certain styles with. You're not going to be most likely nine times out of 10, especially once you get to a professional level. You're not going to be wearing blue hair if you're going to be a vintage or an old Hollywood type of model. If you have lots of tattoos and lots of piercings, that may not be something that you're going to do. If you gain weight, if you lose weight, if you decide you want to do all sexy stuff or you decide you want to change and do all conservative stuff, if you decide that you want to only do 1950 styles, if you decide you want to only do 1930s, Things like that are rarely ever decided upon without talking to and planning those things with your stylist and manager. And they aren't usually set in stone without the consent of a manager and a personal stylist because that's what they're being paid for. That's what you hired them for. That's why you're working with them. That's why you've been working with them. So, you know, I think a lot of people would be surprised at how very little control most celebrities have over their styling. But at the same time, there are people, again, I'll name someone like a megastar like Beyonce, who even on her own time, vacationing with her family or spouse, visiting somewhere, anywhere where you know that people are going to be looking, where where there's people, there are cell phones. At events, 
there's going to be photographers, there's going to be cameras, there's going to be video. They, people like that, who are major public figures, and all the way down to public figures within the modeling and pen-up industry that you and I may not personally know about yet, or never know about, it's the frame of mind of someone who refuses to attend an event with the t-shirt, with the, I just can't. Um, and leggings, or refuses to attend an event, um, you know, looking overly casual or not having their hair styled. These are people that you just will not catch out in public having a quote unquote bad hair day or a bad day. They already know that when they go out in public, that they're going to be looked at, that they're, well, we all are. That's number one. Um, And they care. They already know. They care about their their brand. They care about the companies they're representing, the companies and brands that are representing them. They care about the fact that they're representing their manager or agent or stylist. And that, in turn, those people are also representing them. So they care about those things. And they know that they're going to be seen whether they're recognized or not. And then they, yes, big stars, they know they're going to be recognized. They know they're going to be photographed no matter what's going on in your life, what time of day it is, what day of the week it is, um, whether you're feeling it, whether you're not feeling it, whether you're just trying to get in and out the store. There are people that refuse to go somewhere without looking stylish. They they will not go somewhere looking sloppy and under under casual. They just won't. And... So it's not even just about, you know, why would they choose to wear that outfit? Oh, it must have been their stylist. Um, No, there are times that they're choosing to wear things when there's no photo shoot involved or movie production or video. And the things that they're wearing are really showing their personality. And it's like you care about your appearance in public or you don't bottom line. That's why I say to people, you really don't want to be a public figure or a celebrity because you're going to be judged and criticized and ridiculed no matter what you do, especially if you are human and you aren't, aren't feeling well that day, or you just threw something on to go to the store. But see, that's my thing. You know, you just threw something on, that's fine. But when you have plans to go do something, I I don't see how that's a factor. And I just, you know, honestly, I would love to see more young ladies, more ladies in general, wear flattering dresses. You don't have to go all out with all the accessories and spend an hour or two on your hair. I'm just, I'm overseeing the sloppy body underneath the maxi dresses. I'm just, I'm just overseeing the yoga pants you know, with a sweatshirt or a t-shirt thrown on, you're not going to the gym, you haven't been to the gym. I just don't see the point in wearing those type of things. But again, I'm looking at things from so many aspects, so many different points of view. As a woman, as a consumer, as a model, as a stylist, as a public figure, and someone who represents people and I'm representing people, companies, brands, and I'm also being represented by those brands, including my clients, 
when you go somewhere, you're representing me. If we really have some sort of business relationship that is that involved where I'm your only personal stylist, I'm your, your personal photographer, I'm your personal pinup stylist, and I'm also managing you, then yes, the way that you look, even when I'm not there, even when I haven't styled you, yes, that matters to me. It does matter to me. That's why I'm not representing and managing a shitload of people because there are people that are never going to allow someone to have that much control over them because fashion is definitely the way that we express ourselves and they're individually and personally and personal taste and there are people that will always buy things that don't fit them there are people that are going to buy things that aren't the the right color for their skin tone there are people who are going to take an outfit and still go out without doing their hair in a fashionable way Um, there are people who are going to buy things that I think are nice but don't look right on them and they can actually fit them You know, these are things that people are going to do. They're never going to allow someone to have that much control over their life because fashion is a big part of a lot of our lives, especially if you're someone who is in the modeling industry. But make no mistake, there are plenty of celebrities who their stylists, their producers, managers, agents have total control over what they're doing when they're doing something professionally and they're happy with that that's why they went to them they're happy with the styling they give them that control that creative control and control over the things that they are doing and that's why I don't have any interest in being a personal shopper because I have very little control but control over what being creative and creating and creating flattering looks for each individual client. And as far as being a fashion forecaster, it pretty much speaks for itself. Forecasting fashion, seeing, spotting trends, being creative, being um, imaginative, but spotting trends that are happening within a certain part of the fashion industry or with certain celebrities. Spotting trends and fashion and letting your clients know about them, blogging on them, um, or if you're a fashion forecaster for a a specific company, you may end up having job, a job in that position may include being a buyer. So you're, you're using your fashion forecasting to predict what is going to be trendy or what is starting to trend and is really about to blow up and about to be mainstream. And it's about giving that information out to the mainstream. And also as a fashion forecaster, um, if you're a model as well, then you'd be applying that to your photo shoots. If you have clients and you're a stylist, you'd be applying it to their photo shoot. Now fashion forecasting isn't something that I do all the time because of the fact that I deal with pinup and vintage. So I'm not really forecasting that many things that are trending and trendy now. But I do it and I make sure that I do it as often as I, I'm motivated to do it. Um, just to put it out there because I'm trained. I do have a certification as that. And it's, it's exciting. It's interesting to see 
trends and to quote unquote report on them, trends that I personally enjoy and also trends that can be popular within pinup or and vintage or they don't have to be but it's something that is modern that I actually enjoy and motivates me and that I see is really becoming popular or is something I predict is about to be popular so there are the three different things and the definitions and depth pretty much um except for the last one but it's pretty straightforward clear-cut um So being a personal shopper, being a personal stylist, and being a fashion forecaster, all completely different things. Being a stylist is different than being someone's personal stylist. Stylists get paid to do a job and they do it. You know, it it has everything, just like I said, the clothing. Somebody may want a hairstyle that I don't think flatters them. Someone may not want a hairstyle that I think would look absolutely perfect on them. I've had clients that I could tell they were not excited about certain hairstyles um, for a project shoot that I wanted to do for a complimentary shoot that I offered them. And I was excited and it was mission accomplished for me because that was the hairstyle that I really wanted to showcase and that I wanted to do. But that same person has chosen things that I would not choose for them or they are not choosing the type of styles that I would normally choose for them as far as hair. So, excuse me, it's like you book an appointment, you get your hair done and then you leave. Once you have a personal stylist, they're going to say, this particular hairstyle really looks great on you. This particular hairstyle does not flatter you. Um, I know you love it, but this really doesn't flatter the frame of your face or that particular hair color does not flatter your skin tone. Personal stylists are responsible for making sure that their clients look right, for making sure that you have the styling exactly the way that the producer wants it or exactly the way that a magazine may want it, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a total difference. If you want to pay someone excuse me, more specifically me, to style your hair, take your pictures, I'll do just that. If you want to take it a step further and utilize my services as a personal, as a quote-unquote professional, personal shopper, there's going to be more involved. I'm going to have more input. Um, If you want to take it a step further than that and have me be your personal stylist, your photographer and manage your career. So much is going to be involved in that. I'm not going to hold back. I'm always going to be honest. I'm going to make sure that you are wearing the best things and the way that you dress and the things that you post, et cetera, et cetera, um, are a direct reflection on me. If you don't show support, it's going to directly show on me. If you always show support and people notice it, it's going to reflect on me. So much more is involved. So, you know, be aware of the definition of the people that you think that you want to work with or the services that you think you want to take part in. So we're almost at 60 minutes here. Thank you for everybody. Uh, Once again, for listening to everybody for listening. 
and I'll see you online. This has been Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. Have a wonderful week. It's Thursday, and uh, it's the end of 2018. I'm so excited. The winter, fo- the winter holidays are finally here. Ciao.